0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show
1: description to support now. Hello and welcome to the War Podcast. The one-stop shop for courage, confidence and mindset building.
2: Also bringing you all the aspects of mental health awareness, business and entrepreneurship. We are your hosts,
1: Adam Ellis,
2: and Jason Borman of the Raw
1: Makers Coaches. So tonight we have the very special guest, the one, the only, Mr. James Fryer.
2: Now he's a married man, sorry ladies, Um, he's got four lovely children, Um, he's launched multiple businesses, and now he's just broken into the coaching world and he's taken it by storm already. Um, he uses NLP to shift the mindset of his bias. Um Yeah, without further ado, let's get his mouth. Welcome, James.
0: Hi, guys. Hi, Jason. Hi, Adam. Hello. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs>
2: um, so, do you want to... Start by telling us a little bit about yourself and kind of obviously I'll give you a little bit of uh, introduction Mm -hmm. there, but there may be bits you want to
0: kind of embellish or. Yeah, sure. So um, if I take it from the start, so I grew up in a working class family, um, did quite well at school, managed to get to the local grammar school, um, went to university.
2: Left university,
0: most of my friends are going and getting jobs in the corporate world, you know, and following careers, and I just always had this sort of burning ambition inside me to work for myself. Um, I'd done a few things in school, you know, a few sort of enterprises I'd set up, and I'd sell a few things, I'd sell things online, um, and I just thought, I'm 24 years of age, if I don't go for it right now, I'm just going to, you know, get trapped, not trapped, but like the trappings of. A job, you know, that income, regular income, um, the security and stuff. So I just thought, no, that's it. I, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword kind of thing. So I just went for it 24, set my own business up. Um, got some printing equipment. I don't know why I chose to print t shirts, <sighs> literally just stumbled on it. I was like, all right, let's do it. Um, uh, got some printing equipment from America. Um, long story short, got started. Um, went online with it all so um, that was sort a real start of kind of e-commerce so I was kind of lucky to ride that wave a little bit Um, yeah and fast forward 14 years I'm still working online Um, still got my clothing business I've got a couple other small businesses on the side as well Um, most things are based online just because that's kind of what I know and what I sort of believe in Um, a year ago, I qualified um, as a life coach um, and an NLP practitioner, uh, which is, you know, benefited me massively. Um, and yeah, just looking to sort of develop myself in that sphere um, and see where it can take me and if I can help people along the way um, and use my sort of experienced expertise in entrepreneurship, um, yeah, to help others, really.
2: Awesome. Uh- coming back to that burning passion inside to kind of work for yourself, like tell us a little bit more about that and how that came about and what was your mindset like at that time?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question actually. Um, so thinking back so my dad run his own business. Um, so as a kid, you know, you're seeing somebody working for themselves. Um, and I guess that kind of inspired me a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'd also watched lots of programs about millionaires and that whole lifestyle. And I kind of, to be honest, when I was younger, I got a little bit transfixed. I'm like, wow, that looks amazing. You know, I'd love to live like that and have that kind of lifestyle. Um, and yeah, I just, I didn't really ever have a career in mind or like, a, I didn't want to become a doctor or a teacher or a chef or whatever. And it was just... I just wanted to work for myself. I had quite a natural aptitude for business. I, I studied business studies at school, and did well in, welling um, you know in my studies with business studies. And just if I did not know, I was interested in shares, the stock market, you know, everything around it. And I just I think it always sort of pointed me towards working for myself and like being an entrepreneur. Um, yeah, and it was just I don't know, it was just in me to do that. I think so. Yeah.
2: That's that's really interesting because like I have like a similar sort of story as well because I remember like since I was sixteen I've like been planning and preparing Mm -hmm. for like a great life and I actually went on a gap like decade where I went like wow (laughs) mostly over a gap year but now I.
0: it and i mean in the early stages like when i was when i was younger to be honest i i talk about a certain lifestyle actually that probably wasn't really my dream it was more about i want to be able to do the things i want to do and work for myself allowed me to have some time as we all know you know time is the most valuable commodity we've got you know forget money money's great but without time you know there's no point so um when i was younger it allowed me to go Off and play golf if I wanted to, to go surfing in the sea, you know, whatever my interests were, I was able to balance working and, you know, um, yeah, what I wanted to do outside of work. And I think being online as well, I love the fact that I'd go to sleep like wake up in the morning and I'd have sales overnight from customers in America and the like. And I don't know, that was quite addictive feeling like, wow, I'm making money while I'm asleep, which is, um,
2: yeah,
1: which is always quite fun, and still is. So, that, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, awesome. So, going on the, uh, the the mindset concept and that, what advice could you give our viewers and listeners about the mindset or achieving what they want to achieve?
0: Um, I think... Do you mean in terms of anyone maybe thinking of starting their own business, or yeah. or just any, Yeah, I think um, obviously there's always this fear of failure. So I imagine you know when people are setting out, oh, how, is it going to work out? How's it, you know? And even now, like you know, I sometimes worry about things going to work out and stuff. Um, that's just natural, isn't it? You know, we've all got that inside of us. Um, but I think it's you know it's beneficial to understand that you're going to feel that way. Um, and it's a natural feeling and you know there's nothing wrong with that but also that fear of failure like for instance it can manifest itself in like you know perfectionism and things like that you know you could you could work you could plan to start your business for five years without actually doing it and as we all know you know taking action is the number one i would say thing to get you well to get started starting is the is the you know the, the the hardest part of anything Um, and it's the most important step and once you've started you're halfway there literally I mean get the ball rolling um commit to something um I think and also for me the mindset was kind of I never thought of a failure it was more um who cares like if it doesn't work out I'll do something else if that doesn't work out I'll do something else you know, and I remember somebody actually from school. I, I was in a bar once, and he, he he was like quite successful in his career and stuff. And he came up to me, and he, he, what he said didn't sound like a compliment, but he meant it as one. And he said, "I admire you because you you're going to throw a load of shit at the wall, and some of it's going to stick." And I was like, "Yeah, I get what you mean." He said, "I admire that. You know, you, you're not going to stop. You're going to keep going for it until yeah." And that, I mean. <laughs> The way he said it, you know, it was a compliment, and I think that's true. You've got to try things, and as I've tried things over the years, some things have worked out, some things haven't worked out. Um, you know, as we all know, failure is, is important. It's really important. Nobody, none of the, nobody that's successful has done it without failing at things. It's impossible. So if you're scared to fail, then you're, you're not going to get anywhere. So get on with it, get failing, and, and get going, basically, yeah.
2: That's such an important message, like like teenagers as well, like even school, that, that hard time of kind yeah. of, you know, having to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. And it's kind of like when you feeling like you haven't even tried, like, you know, 2% of what's available. Yeah, person,
0: you know? That's it. You know, get cur- curious about things, you know. If, oh, that's interesting. Go and try it. Do it. Have a go. What's, what have you got to lose? You know, um, I think... We're lucky. Look at the world we live in nowadays, the internet. We can get in contact with anyone, any place, any organization. Literally, you click of a button, we're there, aren't we? So, you know, if you want to find something out, you go on YouTube. You can look it up, how to do something. Um, you know, the world is literally your oyster more than it's ever been. Um, so, yeah, take advantage of it, you know. Um, I follow um, a guy called Gary V. Have you heard of him? He's like a, an American entrepreneur. And he often says, like, you know, people say, oh, have you got like a golden nugget or, you know, some advice for me. And he's like, you're going to die, you know. And it sounds like really brutal, morbid, but it's like, you're going to die. So you may as well fucking do it anyway. Excuse my language. Yeah. You know, yeah. you may as well do it anyway. You may as well go for it. And, you know, that thing that you, oh, I might, I'd love to do that, but oh, I don't know if I can. What have you got to lose? Just go for it. And the worst, what's the worst that can happen? You know, it doesn't work out. On to the next thing.
2: Because you know, they did a study, didn't they? With like 50 people on their deathbed, what do they most regret? And it's not taking action on some of those, mm. you know, dreams that they've had, um, you know, and died with, you know. And yeah, and it's sad, isn't it? You know, and,
0: and obviously we see when with the coaching and stuff that people can like waste years and years of their life, you know, working in a job they don't enjoy or or not following their passion, and, and you know, not exploring what they truly want to do. And that's sad, really. And I think if we can inspire people and help people to achieve what they want to achieve in life, then you know that is win-win, isn't it? For us and for the clients that we work with.
2: Um, yeah. Oh, this is an interesting question for you. If I could wave a magic wand and make you mm. Prime Minister for the day, Cool. what would you change
0: God, what one what, what one thing <laughs> <laughs> what,
2: you know what? You know what would you change really <laughs> yeah
0: it's just coming to my mind as you said that cause talking about working and stuff and lifestyle. i think i'd make it a four-day working week
2: okay.
0: yeah only because people think oh that's not enough time to get all the work done and stuff you know yeah it, there's that whole hustle and work and work hard and everything else, but there's also got to be a balance as well. And you know, studies show that by giving people four-day working week, your actual productivity actually increases. More works achieved. People have more time off. They're not so stressed. They're happier.
2: That's, that's what I'd probably do. It's actually been trialed in other countries. As yeah, well. It has. And Iceland, I think, do a three-day or four-day work week. Yeah. yeah. Um, off the top of my head, yeah. That was- anything i could think of but
0: yeah that's what i do four days a week that's it
2: that's awesome that's what came to you so that's what like.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a great cool. plan I'll, i'm up for that <laughs> I, I'll, I'll vote go I think, yeah.
2: i've got two votes, that's all right <laughs> you know, um and that's something that it can do with just a, a thing i guess you know, it's kind of like you know they lock down the country easy enough so
0: that's it. I mean, <laughs> let's face it. No, but the pandemic, you know, everyone was working from home. I was at home homeschooling the kids. I wasn't working that much, but I managed to make it work, if you like, for me. And, and my business survived through it. I was really lucky. Being online as well, it didn't really impact me. Um, if In fact, if anything, sales went up because people were at home. They couldn't go to the shop. So. Everyone
2: was buying online. Yeah, yeah. Online for- I know myself, I was looking for an opportunity and right at the start of the pandemic is when I found coaching.
0: Um, yeah, yeah I, was, yeah, I was at a similar time. Um, I think I was just looking for something else, like having worked in the business I've been in for like 14 years, it can get a little bit monotonous and a bit boring and I'm just curious anyway and I was oh, I'm interested in different things and, I like talking to people. I like helping people. It's just quite naturally in, in me to be like that. And so, similar to you, I, I sort, of, sort of saw the coaching masters and thought, this is interesting, and signed up for um, the accreditation and then NLP on the back of it. Um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was a great thing to focus on during the lockdown because it was, you know, you were developing your own skills. And and, and whilst you were doing the courses, you were kind of coaching yourself or being coached. and. That was really beneficial. So, yeah, yeah, really, really glad I did it. Yeah,
2: and helping other people as well through their my yeah. struggles. And, um, and no,
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah.
2: Little or no contact, and you know, and having the social side online is what saved me. Really, I think, mm. throughout the pandemic, like I was only been working and then doing nothing social or yeah yeah we're social creatures like we need that oh definitely yeah definitely we're not made to be in isolation and we're not made to be Um, no no i agree um yeah we're very social so
0: that's
2: good um so how how has coaching like benefited you do you think do you know
0: Well, I I think in the main, I think that it's helped in every aspect of my life. So even being a dad, like I'm a better dad now because I'm a coach, like completely. You know, when you're going through the NLP stuff and you're learning about everyone's got different maps and you think, well, that includes my children. And suddenly you start seeing the world from their perspective, not your perspective. And it it can't not help you as a person, you know. in my relationships with my friends and and, you know I tried not to give too much advice but I'm able to sort of reason with people more and somebody comes to me with a gripe and a moaning about something or somebody else and I say well yeah but hold on a minute what about you know we reframe things and you can't help it you naturally just in your day-to-day life use the the skills and techniques you've been taught and that you believe in as well that's the main thing like they've worked on me I've experienced it and I've, I've used it on other people, and I've seen sort of the benefits they've had. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's helped me being a dad definitely. Um, it's helped me with work. Um, I think just it's given me that extra motivation again. Like I say, fourteen years in, you you know, you're naturally going to be feeling a little bit. Oh, well, you know, I want to. <laughs> I'm lucky. It's good. It works, and I'm I'm doing okay with it all. But you know, entrepreneurship can be lonely, and um, you know, trying to self motivate yourself every day is can be tough. Um, I got a few people that work for me, um, but it's still, you know, when you're sort of the boss, it's it's on you to keep pushing things forward and everything else. So, yeah, coaching and LPs help definitely help me with that, definitely. Um, and yeah, just in just in general, relationships with people, just yeah, it's, yeah, so powerful. Um,
2: it's I an understanding, isn't it? When you learn NLP, it's an understanding. That,
0: oh yeah. You
2: know, your relationship strengthens because your expectations of people definitely. You know, you know, are evened out. You know, you're not expecting too much from people. No. These new set of rules, yeah, set by and
0: that, You know. Totally. And I was going to say, on the last week of NLP, when we um they talked about the reticular activating system, that was like wow for me. Cause I have um, I had an old friend that um, suddenly passed away a couple of years ago he was like literally 50 years older than me um, and he was like a mentor almost to me we used to go to the gym together we'd go surfing we'd hang out have a cup of tea whatever he was literally like a, one of my best friends even though we were like 50 years apart and he wasn't a coach he didn't like he didn't study anything personal development wise you know he was a different generation almost you know well, he was a different generation. Um, and he always used to say to me, James, if you want something, just put a thought on it. And I said, what do you mean? He said, look, because he, he works as a painter and decorator and as a lifeguard and things. And he said, look, if I wanted, if I wanted a, a job, I just think about the phone ringing. He said, and honestly, the phone will ring, Mister Orroy, we need you to come and paint our house or whatever. He said, I could. He said, just put a thought on whatever you want. So I used to do that. I used to think, oh, I want to get away, and it would work. You know, manifesting things and just. And then it was when we did that week with NLP, and we talked. They talked about the reticular activating system, and it was like, "What? There's actual sort of science and stuff behind this." And I was just like, blown away by it, you know? Um,
2: yeah, because there's Amazing. the whole the secret, isn't there? And the kind of, exactly, you know, yeah, the, you know, manifestation and the yeah, the universe and all of that working for you. And- um totally but i mean
0: i kind of believed in it but it's kind of like i don't know i mean i'm not personally particularly religious but it's kind of like people believe in god but there's not you know have they got evidence of it or you know and it's similar to this it's like i believed in what it was telling me and i believed that it could work but then when i actually studied it a bit more and actually uncovered part of the brain and what it means and what it was just like wow this actual like this is real you know and that's powerful and if you can if you can if your thoughts can be that powerful then imagine if you start thinking positively and something about the things you want to happen it's well, yeah it's, amazing. Back,
2: it's back science that you, yeah, you, know, yeah. you use about 20 percent of our brain
0: capability right yeah mm. so yeah that's mad isn't
2: it 80 is hidden from us right?
0: Mm. yeah right yeah that is mad yeah, we're just conditioned aren't we in a certain way and I think yeah. the coaching and uh, yeah it just kind of teaches you that everyone is struggling with different things and you can get caught up in in your own thoughts definitely and they're not always great and they're not always positive and yeah that's why coaching is so powerful because it can help you just unpick all that and just set you forwards and, and to where you want to get to and yeah it's amazing, really. It's
2: yeah. So on this podcast, we like to talk about you know courage, the confidence, and you know mm-hmm. mindset shifting, and you know and bringing in like mental health awareness. Yeah. So, is there any like thing that you can remember like where it's like significantly where you've drawn on some courage and pushed through some barriers? To get
0: <sighs> and, and, yeah, I think. There were definitely times in the early days. So I remember having this printing equipment from America. I was one of the only people in the country that had it, which was a good advantage. But to be honest, the technology was too young and it didn't work that well. And there was always lots of teething issues. And and I'd have to wait till the people in America were awake before I could ring them and and get some advice. And I just felt so lonely. Just felt, oh, this is... I, I literally, I remember crying at times where like, I've invested a bit of money in this equipment it's not working how it should be you know I need to make some sales I've got the rent to pay I, you know I've got businesses relying on me printing these shirts and yeah so that and that's it that's difficult it's um so you definitely I had to draw on courage um and just what I found was if you're having a hard day and it felt like ah oh, shit you know nothing's going right and Sleep on it, wake up the next day, fresh set of eyes, you know, and go again. And that's all I could do, really. And, yeah, gradually work my way through it. Um, You know, I'm quite patient in some respects because I know that things take time and and nothing's perfect and you just got to work at stuff. And as long as you keep going, you keep moving forwards, momentum, that's all that counts, really. It doesn't matter how fast you're going, you know. So, you know, you
2: mentioned that you're a dad and, you know, all of this so what advice would you have for your sons? do you think when they're old
0: enough to understand I think um, if we're talking like career wise I guess just whatever you love whatever you're passionate about just do that as long as you're happy you know as I said I alluded to earlier like oh yeah I want to live this life not now not at all I've learned over the years that happiness over everything, you know. Of um, course, money is important. Um, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't, but it's it's not the most important thing. It's a byproduct of what you do. And for me, having the flexibility to be able to go to my children's sports days, to be able to go to parenting. I take them to school every morning, you know. That's why I like working for myself, because I'm able to spend time with them. I, I never, very rarely work weekends I don't tend to work much in the evenings i'm at home every evening to have dinner with the family and fits in well so you know for them i would say whatever you're passionate about do that as long as it makes you happy you know it's not you're gonna be happy every day that's not the reality you know sometimes you've got to struggle through things but as long as you you know that end goal that purpose is there then that's what you
2: should be doing That's that's
1: a powerful message
2: yeah i think so yeah yeah Yeah. i'm out of questions so if you've got a question so
1: going on the reverse side of your hurdles that you've overcome what's your Mm. biggest achievement that you you've you've got to date
0: god that is a good question um so i sell a lot of my clothing on so business wise and i'll talk personal (laughs) because obviously having children is quite an achievement um
2: yeah
0: yeah so, like business-wise, um, I sell on a, a site called Etsy. So it's like an American um, handmade craft sort of site, but it's grown loads over the over the years. It's quite a big site now, um, and I'm the number one seller of clothing in the UK on Etsy. So that's quite good. I'm um, top one percent seller. Um, yeah, so I, we've sold over like eighty thousand items. We've got. Um, Ten 5 five-star reviews you know i've done really well on there i've been consistent i've just worked my way way on the platform and i'm sort of got a good reputation now um buyers trust buying from me and stuff um i think about five years ago i was kind of like i want to give something back i just you know i didn't want to make money it doesn't feel right just making money so what can i do how can i and at the time you know i was interested in the environment and, and obviously now everyone's talking about climate change, um, so I started start a campaign called Teas for Trees. So I partnered with a company in America, a charity. So for every item of clothing we sell, we plant a tree on behalf of our customers. So we've planted over like seventy thousand trees now, which is quite um, you know it's quite an achievement. I'm quite proud of that. Nice. Yeah. And it's like it's amazing, like anyone wants to check it out trees.org I think their website is and it's not just the planting of the tree which is good for the environment it's they do like a whole forest garden system so these families in like Africa um, they grow certain trees which allow shade to grow other crops and literally within two or three years they're like self-sufficient they're selling surplus at the market they can send their kids to school like it's amazing what they do you know really good thing to be part of so that's, that's that's I guess that's quite a you know big achievement to be part of that. Um, and then like personally, just yeah, being a dad and and having four children. We've got three boys and the little girl who's eleven weeks old today. So yeah, I mean that's full on That That's a job in itself. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, but that, you know, I'm I'm blessed. I'm really lucky. You know, I met my wife when I was twenty-seven, and yeah, got married at thirty, and that's yeah. 38 now, four children. That's me done though. Four awesome.
2: enough. No, that's good. Um, and it's a good legacy for you as well. Like, you're going to pass down all your knowledge and um, everything and become, you become. Mm. And they're going to be watching you and yeah, learning from, from you. And it's great that you're setting such a great example. Um,
0: yeah, no, totally. You're right. And and I think that's obviously they're a huge motivator, you know. Um, if you are feeling a little bit down and a little bit lonely, um, I keep yeah. saying lonely. I, I touched on that because I, I, I just wanted to, anybody listening, like entrepreneurship, it's okay, like, scrolling on social media and seeing all the big houses and money and yeah, there is maybe that. But actually, the realities of it, it's difficult. Like, as you guys probably know as well, like, Sometimes you feel like you're on your own. You're not part of a team. There's no, you know, camaraderie and stuff like that. Um, obviously, there's lots of things you can do to improve that. go like networking, you know.
2: That's it. Partly People why got, we've teamed up now. Yeah. and sort of, You know, because not got very lonely and yeah, you know, just plugging away day in day out by yourself, not you know feeding Definitely. off anyone else. And, yeah. I and I think why we formed a partnership now. And,
0: yeah and i understand that and i think also like i think entrepreneurship is kind of cool isn't it it's like quite hip now and people are like it's you know i want to become an entrepreneur i want to make money and i think um it's important to recognize that some people maybe they're better off being like you know number two or or like head of a department or something do you know what i mean and that and that's where their skills are and that's where they'd be better off being you know don't feel like pressure to be something that You're not kind of thing, so yeah.
2: I think we're always going to need regular workers, so like, so it's not for everyone because no, it's just the highlight reel, like you say, that people see on social media and stuff. But a lot, you know, it's just the surface of the iceberg, and underneath is like two or three times the size of what's on the surface, and that's all the hard work, the dedication, the.